It, doesn't it just seem like failure is just such a good thing for like learning and growing as a person though? Like just failing really bad at something is like, it, it sounds terrible, but it's like a super underrated part of life. With anything, you're never going to know if you don't try. If you just think about it your whole life and you never do it, well, that opportunity will never come for people to even question you. Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzcast show where we dive into the real-life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I am your host, Travis Albritton, head of content at Buzzsprout, and you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday podcasters just like you share personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. And in today's conversation, I get to sit down with the host of Take the Over, Jeff Perkins. And one of the things that I really admire about Jeff is how quickly he acted when he decided that he was going to start a podcast. He literally went from idea to launch in three days. <laughs> three days. And so we talk a little bit about his mindset and how he was able to take action on something so quickly and not allowing the perfection and all the gear hold him back from going all in and seeing if he even wanted to continue to do podcasting into the future. And something else that we talked a lot about in this episode that I think is really important is self-awareness, specifically knowing when to quit, knowing when to quit a project when it's not doing as well as it could be doing, or your time is better spent doing something different. But Jeff's podcast journey began because his friends made him a bet, one he felt like he couldn't resist. When I was in college, I always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. And, you know, I get told, I got told by a lot of buddies in college and family stuff, I have the deep voice. Then they say, like, oh, you have the radio voice, Jeff. Well, we were, we were just hanging out one day or whatever. And, you know, I also kind of got my college friends into sports betting a lot too. I really enjoyed talking about the sports gambling stuff. Well, like I, I give them, gave them tips and whatnot. And we, for some reason, me and my friends were just sitting around one day watching the NFL games. And they actually, one of my buddies, his name's Jared, he actually bet me. He's like, he's like, you know what you should do? He's like, you should start a podcast and just do it every week. He's like, I don't think you would do it. And I don't think you'd stick with it. And I was like, well, I've always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. But, you know, I listened to like Barstool Sports Podcast. I listened to Joe Rogan, a bunch of the big ones. Well, then eventually, long story short, I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a microphone and just see what happens. So I did a bunch of Google, a bunch of YouTube, you know, look up all that stuff. And, you know, basically about a year ago after the Super Bowl last year, I did my first one and here I am today still doing it. So so it started as a bet between buddies. Exactly. I, I yep, love just that. A bun- <laughs> just a, just, yeah, just a bunch of college buddies. So. so, but you had been kind of playing around with the idea and, and thinking about it for a while, but that was kind of the initiating moment where you said, all right, I'm going to pull the trigger on this. I'm actually going to do this thing I've been thinking about. Yeah, I did. And, you know, when I was doing it, you know, I know I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about like the business, the stuff that interests me. That's the stuff that interests me. When I kind of realized, I was like, well, part of the reason why I didn't start earlier, I just kept thinking, I was like, well, there's so many sports, you know, podcasts and videos out there. It's like, it's so saturated. And I mean, obviously I want something that is different, has its own little niche and stuff where, you know, that's why I infuse a lot of the blockchain technology business stuff in there too, because I, I do like a lot of that. So I try to infuse, you know, sports gambling with business and 
sports themselves. So just try to make it a little different than what most people do. Right. And I noticed that you do, it is an interview podcast, but, but you don't always interview someone you don't know. Often you have people come on that are your buddies or or co-host it with you. So like, talk about what that's like doing the podcast with, with your friends. Well, it's kind of funny. So, you know, I think people, some people like to tune in and listen to me when I interview somebody and they get a lot of information from it. But actually a lot of feedback I've gotten is, you know, me and my buddies just tell stories. You know, we talk about stories from college, you know, funny stories. We'll talk about, you know, we'll even talk about pop culture topics and, you know, sports and stuff too, because they're the same as me. They like talking about that stuff. And I've actually got a lot of good feedback. They say, I mean, they're my buddies for a reason. We have that chemistry. So we get, you know, we get a lot of people that say they're, I get emails or people text me like, man, we're listening to your latest episode. You and your buddy, Jared, and your buddy Gunner, you know, we, we're laughing. It's just so funny. And honestly, part of the reason why I do the podcast thing is that I, I get a lot of satisfaction out of those. Yeah, man, you made me laugh. Like, keep doing your thing. It's really fun. So, Isn't that so crazy that just by having a podcast where you talk about things that you enjoy talking about, like people yeah. are writing in saying, you made my day because exactly. you had a podcast about, you know, the Super Bowl or you know, some football coach getting fired or Bitcoin or whatever. Like, tell me about what that's like. Well, it's just, it seems like when people actually say something like that, like I've gotten it before, they're like, yeah, like I really like, I don't, I don't agree with your point, but like the way you talk about it, the way you guys talk about things, like I can actually understand more how your brain works. And then like people that listen to you, they kind of understand, like they almost get a better idea of who you are, you know? So I guess through that, like people, like I said, they don't always agree with what I say, but they just get like such a better idea of what I'm thinking, I guess. And it's, I guess part of it, I I like the fact that people kind of understand my opinions on things, but it's just the feedback I get from people is great too. Yeah. No, that's something I really love about podcasting is how, uh, it's almost like an intimate relationship you get to have with your, your audience, your listeners. Like they feel like they know you so much more than, you know, if you had a, like a radio show or even, Mm -hmm. even a YouTube channel to a certain extent. Um, so have there been any interactions that have really stuck out to you that have really inspired you or encouraged you? Like, all right, I need to keep going. If not for me, for this person. So, yeah, I actually, it's kind of funny. We tried doing live call-ins for a couple episodes and I mean, obviously we like the, the setup we run for our podcast. I mean, this is the most low tech, like, you know, affordable budget college kid friendly type of podcast possible. Well, actually a couple of my uh, a couple kids that went to college with me, they were actually, they were uh, freshmen in college when I was a senior and I was actually really good friends with this group of kids. Well, they actually started their own like YouTube production company. They started their own podcast. And one of the kids actually reached out to me and said, he's like, Hey man, like this was probably, I don't know, this was probably Travis. This was probably six months after I started my podcast. Well, one of the kids reached out to me and he's like, he's like, Hey, like what? Like we're starting a podcast. Like you guys are like what you and your buddies, Jared and Gunnar are doing. Like it's an inspiration to us. So, you know, he was texting me, asked me, okay, like, what do you guys use for hosting, you know, hosting platform? And I was like, yeah, I use Buzzsprout and you know, just podcasts and stuff like how do you get on iTunes and all that. And I think just with what we're doing, which what we're doing, isn't really anything that special. It's awesome to be able to influence, you know, younger people to do something they may love. And from what from what I can tell listening to those guys they love what they do so it's awesome now tell me a little bit about uh kind of the process when you decided you wanted to start a podcast to launching your first episode what did that look like for you what was that time like how long was that in between I'm starting a podcast to I'm actually publishing the first episode and then what were some of the things that you had to learn or some obstacles you had to overcome during that process of getting off the ground 
So it's kind of funny. I actually, when I started doing the whole podcast thing, I actually, I actually like talking like personal finance too. So I actually ended up making my own personal finance website and I called it 21st Finance. Um, basically part of the reason why I thought about doing that was that it's almost, this is part of the thing that started the podcast too, is this website was, I know I wanted to start something like I said earlier, but I've always found myself going on, like watching TV, like CNBC, any of those like financial things. And like, I was just out of college. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was broke with student debt, like any college kid. And I just feel like I went to all these like CNBC shows and you see some 80 year old guy talking personal finance. And it's like, man, I don't relate to any of this at all. <laughs> so through that process, I started this website. I don't do the website anymore just because that became too much work to do that. But ultimately, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do this podcast, too. Like, we're just going to try all this. Like, we're going to give it our best shot. Well, basically, from when I thought of doing the podcast, like what I was going to talk about to my first episode, that was probably like a two to three day period. You know, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it was quick. And yeah, it, it was it, I knew I wanted to do it the day after the Super Bowl because like I'm a big NFL football guy. So like I love talking about that. And honestly, the first episode for me was just kind of a trial run to see how it went. Well, I pretty much I, you know, it was it was like I said, and it still is like this. It's low budget. I didn't have super expensive equipment. I used my cell phone and my laptop. And basically what I did is I recorded that episode. I actually embedded it to my website and then you know, a couple coming weeks later, I got on Spotify and iTunes and all that. So, so I love that that bootstrap mentality. That because so many people let the tech freak them out and keep them from starting, and think, okay, I got to have like all this gear and all this whole setup in order mm -hmm. to launch. And you were like, no, what's the what's the minimum I need to get something out into the world and to see if I even like it before I go yeah. and invest all of this time and energy in making a podcast. Yeah, Travis. I mean, I literally, I have my smartphone. I went to Google Play Store, found a recorder app. I, I got Audacity for free. I mean, it's free on, you know, internet or whatever. And I mean, that was my whole thing. I was like, I, I actually wanted to do this a couple years ago. Like I should have honestly started doing this a couple years ago, but like, I just kind of, I was like, you know what, if I don't do it now, like, when am I ever going to do it? And like, I, I watch like a lot of like Gary Vaynerchuk videos, like motivational videos, motivational speakers on YouTube. And like a lot of other things is like, do you want to be 80 years old and be full of regret? No, I don't. And I figured, you know what, let's just do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Someone's going to say it's terrible. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like I enjoy doing it. So that's why I do it. No, I think that's really, I think that's a really great insight, um, especially because it's very easy to uh, play the comparison game. Mm -hmm. Where you think, oh, well, you know, I got my podcast and I got a couple episodes, but maybe I don't feel great about it because it's not NPR quality or exactly. it's not like serial or it's not like, you know, the, the New York Times podcast and feel kind of insecure about what you're putting out there um, mm -hmm. and maybe feel like, oh, I'm not really sure if I even want to share this, even though I put time and effort into it because yeah. people might think, oh, well, I mean, your audio quality is awful. Like, I'm not listening to that. And like the fear of potential negative feedback can can really cripple cripple podcasters so maybe yeah. talk to talk to me a little bit about your process of how you kind of got over that hump internally to feel great about what you were putting out and not let the the tech or you know your vision for the podcast to hold you back well i think the biggest thing is constructive criticism you know like I consult a lot of this with my friends and uh, I have two older brothers. I talked to one of my brothers about it a lot. And like I talked about earlier, like my first 10 to 15 episodes, honestly, they're not very good. And I understood that. And I, like, I've been improving, you know, throughout this year, I've, you know, I'm basically 
about two weeks from now, I'll be a, a one whole year of doing this, you know, over the course of those 50 weeks, I've gotten better at doing it every week. You know, obviously I got better at my editing skills, you know, just how I talk and, you know, any, you know, like stutters and things like that within what I'm talking about. I've gotten so much better. And honestly, I was just straight up with my friends. I was like, Hey, you know, this is my newest episode. And of course my friends, they're going to be honest with me. Like we're honest with each other all the time. And I was like, what's, what was good about this episode? What was terrible? Like, what do you think would make it better? And honestly, they were actually some of the ones that, you know, they, you need to get on like these iTunes platforms, all this, because for a while I didn't really think about it that much. They're like, well, if you want more people to listen, man, you got to get on these big platforms. So I think for anybody having that ability to take constructive criticism, because like, I mean, like anybody that's been successful in their lives, you know, you always see the things about how the guy that started Starbucks, he tried getting funding from banks, like over 40 banks, and they all turned him down. Well, persistence got him the funding to get in to where they are now. And then you see like Michael Jordan, too. He was kicked off his junior varsity basketball team. He couldn't even start. He wasn't good enough. Well, most people know MJ is the best basketball player of all time. So for me, I guess it was just being persistent. And I mean, I got a long ways to go. And I think part of it is just enjoying the process. And I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, how have you grown personally from podcasting? Not just the tech skills and the editing and being familiar with Audacity and all that kind of stuff, but like, how do you feel like you've grown as a person because you've started your podcast and have been consistent with it for the last year? I think part of it, I, I get the most value, I think, when I interview other people. Like, obviously, I've learned a lot of information about other different sectors of business, but you know, what you when you see. And not even business, even just like personal things too. Because like one big thing I actually really advocate for on the podcast is like I'm really big into like mental health awareness and stuff like that because I like for me personally, I didn't have to deal with it myself. But like I had friends that they graduated college and they didn't know what they're doing with their lives and they were depressed. And, you know, you're drowning in that debt because, I mean, honestly, like that was my biggest thing is trying to relate to kids that are just out of college because I left college when I was 22. I've been out since May of 2017. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what I was doing. And honestly, I have friends that they're the same way I was. And I just think part of it is like all of us that are graduating college. Like we have the same goal. Like we don't know what we want to do with our lives, but we're trying to figure it out. And, you know, for me, and I, I hope I am an inspiration to some people. Like people see that I'm just doing this and I'm just giving it my best shot, whether it goes good or bad. And ultimately, I know, I guess for me personally, it's just trying to make an impact on people and, you know, whether how minor it may be, just making an impact. And I think that's, I've gotten a lot of satisfaction out of that. And it really makes you understand what other people are going through and just how to maybe be a better person for them. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's cool how when you're, specifically when you have an interview podcast and you have the opportunity yep. to talk to people that you've never met before, like you just kind of know them by reputation. Maybe you reach out and you set something up and you have a 30 minute, one hour conversation with them. Yep. Like it's really cool to be able to, learn from people that you look up to that you respect and to to essentially get free coaching or free teaching from these yes. experts and just using your yeah. podcast as a platform for it uh so, yeah, maybe so talk about, i actually go sorry. for it go for it no 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 so yeah so i actually like a really good story about that was uh one of my episodes i got an interview a guy by the name of david Meltzer. um he does He's a big sports marketing, uh, big sports marketing agency. Like he runs one of the biggest ones in America in Los Angeles. And you know the funniest thing, like I follow him on Instagram, and like his big thing is about like you know being empathetic towards people and like always being willing to like give value to people. Well, I was following all this stuff, and I was like, I was like, you know what, like. I'm just going to shoot this guy an email and see if I can interview him for some reason. And, you know, I've, I've emailed a ton of people and you get no response. And I'm sure anybody doing a podcast understands that happens a lot. 
But it's was, it was, it was incredible to me, Travis, that I emailed this guy who he has like 300,000 Instagram followers. He runs these sports like he, he works with some of the biggest athletes in the world. It's like, incredible. And he, sure enough, I email him and he emails me back 10 minutes later. He's like, yeah, let's do this, man. This would be great. When do you want to do it? Like he was just so quick to respond where it didn't matter how famous or unfamous I was. He was willing to help any person. So when, when he did that for me, that was that was a pretty big like eye-opening thing where even if a guy gets that popular or that successful, like he's still willing to help pretty much anybody. No, that's that's awesome. And I, I love whenever you have like a dream candidate and you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're probably going to say no. Like they're probably super busy and have all these other things going on. It's like, oh, wow, they said yes. Yeah. All right. Now I guess I have to come up with a good plan of what I want to talk about and make it worth their time. Um, yeah, I was definitely nervous when I did the interview. I was nervous, <laughs> but it, it turned out OK, I think. No, that that's really cool. Have you ever had or have you had any other like really uh moonshot or like i'm probably not going to be able to land this guest kind of opportunities that ended up coming out and you're like oh wow like that actually happened i actually got to talk to that person yeah so i it's i don't know if it's necessarily a moonshot just because a lot of people don't know her but like within like the blockchain space a lot of people know her so i got to interview a, a, a woman by the name of dr Gemma green and she's actually based in Australia, so we actually had to like figure out times but to talk because of the time difference between Iowa and Australia. But like she she started this renewable energy company where it's it like some of the blockchain stuff I get into. It's long story short, it's like a peer to peer energy trading company that could really change the way people use renewable energy in the future. And I was like, man, she'd just be like, it'd be so cool to just pick her mind and how she started her business and all this. And she was the same way. I mean, her company got back to me pretty quick. They, uh, you know, like their marketing team, they emailed me back and forth and I got to do like a Google Hangouts chat with her. And we talked, no joke, we talked for probably an, an hour and 15 minutes. And she just was asking me like, what's what's the state of Iowa like? You know, what's the, what's the United States in the Midwest? I never really go to the Midwest. And I was basically telling her like, well, you know, in the Midwest, we grow so much corn for like renewable energy and stuff. And it was just cool to get to talk to somebody like literally across the world that who knows if I'll ever see in person. And I feel like me and her became friends over it. It was awesome. Well, and it's so cool when you start talking to people that like you really look up to and you respect and you you kind of put on a pedestal to a certain extent, just because of, you know, your perception of them and and who they are and what they've accomplished. And then you start talking to them and it's like, Oh, they're, they're just a real person. They're just, they're Mm -hmm. just like me. This is awesome. I get to relate to them. We share funny stories and it's, it is really cool getting to connect with people on a human level and not just on a professional or informational level. Yeah, it's just, I think that's one of the skills I've gained through this too, is just like talking to somebody I really don't know at all and just having a conversation. Like, I feel like I've always had pretty decent people skills, but like the whole podcasting thing has like helped that so much more too. No, definitely. A- absolutely. So I want to circle back a little bit uh, to something you mentioned earlier. Sure. Where you talked about, when you first started, it was like so low tech that you didn't even go out and buy anything. It was just yep. using my cell phone and my laptop, what I got. And yep. the first 15 episodes was just kind of getting your feet wet and, and getting things going. But then over yep. time, your podcast has evolved into where it's at now. So maybe talk about some of the things that you tried or experimented with that worked or didn't work and, and kind of some of the lessons that you learned as you try to figure out what your podcast is going to end up becoming so yeah so like i talked about earlier one of the things we did is i i tried doing live call-ins and 
We did, I think, about three episodes of live call-ins. Well, like I said, with us being like this low-budget podcast, and honestly, I think part of the low-budget thing, I almost kind of want to stick to that in a sense because like, I think it helps people realize like you don't need to spend $1,000 on this professional studio equipment to do this. Like You could use your cell phone and computer, and you could do perfectly fine. So, you know, we tried doing live call-ins where it was me and one of, you know, my two buddies, Gunnar and Jared, they've helped me with a ton of it. And they're my two college buddies, but we'd do it. We'd get Jared on the phone. He's based out in the pack Northwest while me and Gunnar in Iowa. So we would literally, no joke, Travis, we would have Jared on speakerphone and then we would use my phone and I would tweet out basically like an hour long window where they could, anybody could call us. And we would literally set the two phones side by side next to like the (laughs) podcast microphone. And it, I mean, it worked pretty good, but I mean, you could tell the sound quality wasn't there. So I think that was something I would love doing in the future again. But I think for something like that, we'd probably need a little more, a little more high tech equipment. I think. Well, I love how you tested that. You, you said, "What's the minimum that we need to figure out if this is something we want to do?" We'll just put two phones on speakerphone next to each other, and yep. put a microphone next to it, and just and just roll with it and see what happens. Yeah, it was. It definitely wasn't the prettiest thing to look at. I think like a professional podcaster, like Sirius XM Radio, they'd be pretty disappointed in us. But <laughs> it, it, it was awesome, though. I mean, the people that called in, they like it. it was kind of cool too. Like I talked about earlier, like you call these people call in, and there's some people who's like, "Oh, I didn't even know you listened to me," you know. And they ask questions about just anything, whether sports stuff or pop culture or anything about us. It was it was awesome. I could definitely see myself doing it again. And then, so what are some of the skills that you've picked up? As you've gotten better and better with the recording, with interviewing, with, you know, editing your episodes, like what are some things that you've learned along the way that uh, have been really valuable for you in just being a podcaster? I think one of the biggest things is definitely the audio editing aspect. Cause like before I, I've actually, you know, obviously a lot of it's YouTube and a lot of it's reading and all that. And, you know, you kind of trial by fire, you just learn as you go, but I've gotten a lot better at like editing out my clips, you know, integrating like music, like intros and exits and outros and stuff like that, like fading in and out. Like some of the stuff you would see on like a professional radio station, but I've got, I just feel like I've gotten a lot better at just like reducing the background noise, making some of the quality better, you know, cause for what we're using with a cell phone and a computer, cause I, I still do, and I'll admit it. I still use the cell phone computer for a good chunk of it. Cause I mean, it's worked great and my quality I think has gotten better just by editing it myself. So I think part of it is just, you know, the auto editing to make make things sound a lot better. But I also think there's a good part of it. You don't have to spend all this money on this expensive equipment. No, I think that's I think that's fantastic. And that's that's totally like something where we promote as much as possible at Bus yeah. Route is you don't need all this fancy gear. Like I'm 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 in our recording studio and I'm talking into a sixty dollar microphone. Yep. Because it sounds Absolutely. just fine, you know? You don't <laughs> you don't gotta go out and spend six hundred bucks on a mic to have a podcast. Well, and I just feel like too, like my biggest thing was just getting started. I, I don't know if there's maybe other people that they want to do anything and they're, they're worried about starting it. I just feel like the the idea of, Oh, this is so expensive to get started. is just such a terrible excuse. And I mean, for podcasting, for me, it cost me nothing. I used my college laptop. I downloaded a free software program and I used my cell phone already had. So I just think the whole idea of something being expensive is just an obstacle for people that really isn't there. So you mentioned earlier that you started a website, right? Yep. 20, 21st Finance. Finance, yep. Right? And and the goal was you kind of wanted to create something entrepreneurial, see if maybe you could, I don't know, start some kind of online business, start bringing in some revenue in some way. Yep. And then, but you've, you've, 
kind of shifted your focus to podcasting, what was that decision process like? Because it is very easy to feel like, all right, I've got all these plates spinning and I have to keep them going. Like I have to continue to do everything instead of being like, all right, I need to feel great about quitting this project, even if it's doing great or doing well or doing what I expected it to do in order to make the best use of my time to to go in the direction that you're hoping in the future you can go. So maybe talk about that that decision. Like what went into making the decision to stop focusing so much on the website and start focusing on the podcast more? I think part of it and one of the main things to come down to is I think I'm more talented speaking into a microphone than I am typing on a computer. So that was definitely part of it, which I, I like writing, but by any means I'm not a good writer by any means. But I did definitely find myself spending much more time maintaining the website where I tried getting people to write for me, but that's just, it's just so hard to get people to write for you because I wasn't bringing in very much money doing it and trying to pay people. I mean, it just, it's just a matter of basically the way I allocated my time. Cause I mean, like most people that are starting some sort of side project or business, you have your full-time job. Well, you know, I was working 50 hours a week as an engineer at my full-time job. Well, you know, I'd get home and I'd be writing for so long and it's like, oh, I got to do this podcast too. Well, I kind of noticed through some of the numbers, okay, like I probably get more people that listen to my podcast than actually look at my website. Because, you know, like a lot of people, they'll just go to iTunes. They wouldn't even go to the website to look at it, which is understandable, which is totally understandable. And I just think, you know, I talked to my friends about it and I was like, guys, I just feel like I'm doing too many things. Like I need to narrow my focus a lot more into one thing. And I, from what I, the feedback I got from friends, you know, they seem to enjoy the podcast more than the website. And, it, you know, truthfully, honest, I enjoy doing this a lot more than trying to run a website because that could honestly be a full-time job on its own. So, you know, I just made the decision. I was like, you know what, 2019 is here. We're going to go all in on the podcast and we're just going to see where it takes us. So, so I think <laughs> the way you described it um, makes it sound like not a big deal, but it's actually a really big deal that... Yeah you had the self-awareness to say, this is what I'm really good at and this is what I want to do. And so I'm going to do it period. Um, and not feeling like a slave to your website or feeling trapped by Mm -hmm. it. Or I started this thing, so I have to keep it up. Like that's not common. It's not common for people to quit something purposefully and intentionally and feel great about it. Yeah. So, so I think that is, that's really cool that you're able to do that. I just think, I think when anybody's trying to do anything, a big thing is self-awareness too. Like for, I think a big thing I've learned through the whole podcasting thing too, is like, I think the podcasting thing for me is one of my strengths. Why would I be spending more time doing something that isn't my strength when you can triple down on your strength or double down on your strength? And I mean, it's just, for me, it was self-awareness. Like I just get, you just got to have the ability to understand, like, I'm not good at this or I'm really good at this. So then you can only really shift your focus because if you're spending your time doing something you're not good at, because I feel like it's a mixture of opportunity, talent, and how much hard work you put into it. Well, the talent's a big part of it too. And if you're not talented in something, it, it's probably not going to work out the way you want it to. Right. And, and even just being willing to try enough things to figure yep. out what that thing is. You know, because I know for me, podcasting was not the first thing that I tried when I was like, I want to be a content creator. I want to put stuff out into the world, maybe create something that can have an impact. Podcasting was like thing number four or number five that I tried. But I had to I had to fail and recognize I wasn't good at those other things or didn't want to invest the time to become good before I even got to podcasting and trying podcasting. 
it doesn't it just seem like failure is just such a good thing for like learning and growing as a person though like just failing really bad at something is like it it sounds terrible but it's like a super underrated part of life because i feel like honestly the website to me kind of was it seemed like a failure but then i mean it it, it, pro- it was a failure but it was just good to understand like this isn't what i'm supposed to be doing like this isn't going to work so i think failure is definitely a good positive thing for people well and i think so much of what freaks people out about failing and i know i've experienced this is how you think other people will see you differently mm-hmm. it's like oh well i mean jeff he's a great guy but he had a website that failed so i mean yeah there's his value right there like nobody thinks that nobody has that thought where it's like oh well look at all the things that jeff tried and didn't work out like obviously no like that's not how people think about it but that could be so paralyzing like i can't fail because of what people might think about me that's and that's part of the reason when it comes to just getting started because i feel like someone wants to start you know like if somebody wants to start just making their own music their their first thing is like oh what's my mom or dad gonna think about this they're gonna think i'm a loser what does my what do my friends think about this gonna make fun of me it's like with anything you're never gonna know if you don't try if you just think about your whole life and you never do it well that opportunity will never come for people to even question you yeah 100 percent. now what are your goals for your podcast because i know when you first started it was like all right i've been thinking about this so let me just try it and see what happens um but i imagine over time you've kind of developed some internal goals of this is where i hope it goes this is you know kind of my end destination or my vision for what it could become you know maybe share what are some of your goals that you currently have so you know I, i don't base a lot of my goals around okay this is how many downloads i want or this is how much money i make because i mean for the most part, yeah, I can dictate that, but that's up to other people that are listening to me that dictate that. I think the biggest thing I want to get with this someday is, so one of my biggest inspirations on podcasts is definitely Joe Rogan. And the way he does his, I, I the thing I like about podcasts is it's like, it's like an unedited, it's just like, a, it's a like the true insight to people's minds. And that's why I like Joe Rogan. The one thing I like that he does is it'll literally just be him and one person sitting in a studio and they may be drinking a beer talking about something. It's just so laid back. It'd be really cool. And as like an end goal, and this is something that would come years and years down the future, it would be cool to have my own little studio where, you know, if I get bigger guests, you know, you get them to travel to wherever I'm at, have live, you know, studio interviews and just sit down and talk to them about anything. Because, like, I think part of the thing I talk about being simplistic, too, is Joe Rogan's is one of the biggest podcasts in America and in the world. And he literally just uses a video camera. He has one guy that works for him. And him, they just have the microphone like the one you're using. And they just sit at a table and talk about pretty much anything. Yeah. No, I think that's a cool goal. And and I know for me, like, I have people in mind where it's like, okay, if I could ever interview that person, like, that would be awesome. Or if I could ever be a guest on that podcast, that would be awesome. And so that gives me something to shoot for um, and to kind of aim at. But but I can also kind of pull on both ends and know, okay, I, I need to be excited and inspired during the grind as well. Because if yeah. that is the only reason I'm doing it, then I'm going to be massively disappointed when it doesn't happen in the next couple months or couple of years even. Yeah. So Travis, I'll ask you a question then, if you don't mind. So if if you could interview five people, who would your top five people be to interview? Ooh. That's a fantastic question. Any kind of person? Anybody. So I would love, personally, I would love to interview Elon Musk. 
Yep. Um, my background's actually in aerospace engineering, and so I'm a big rocket airplane nerd. Okay. And so that would be awesome to talk to Elon about and just pick his brain on rockets and things like that. Um, I would love to interview a former president. I'm not really picky yep. about which one. but just, just anyone. Yeah, just to because I have a perception of what it's like to be president based on what I see on the news and like what I read, but I'd be really curious to see like, what does your day actually look like? Yeah. And, and why is it that when you start your term in office that <laughs> you have brown hair and when you leave four to eight years later, you look like <laughs> the guy from Indiana Jones after he drank exactly. the wrong, you know, Holy grail. Exactly. So I'm always curious about that. Uh, th- those are the two that just come right to the top of my mind. I'm not sure if I got a top five that's cl- sure. that clear, but, but yeah, so those are probably be two on my list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely was the same thing with you with the former president. You know, I, I set myself, I said, like I was thinking about this one day, I was like, what's the absolute peak of what this pod, uh, my podcast could ever be? And I was like, the peak of my podcast ever would be probably interviewing Barack Obama. So I told myself, I was like, if I ever get to some point, whether it be five years or 50 or whatever, how many years, I was like, if I interview Barack Obama, I, that's the point I'm like, okay, I don't think I can do any better than this. <laughs> that is the penultimate podcast interview yeah. with Barack Obama. So as you kind of look in the rearview mirror at the last year of podcasting, is there anything that you would change about the process that you went through? Yeah, I think I definitely like if I could start over, I think, like I said, those first 15 episodes are pretty rough. And I actually kind of had this whole thing in my mind where I was like, I'm going to I'm going to try doing you know, three episodes a week. So if you actually look, you know, if someone's to look at my episodes, they'd see like the first couple months I was doing it about a year ago, they'd see, okay, I did one like Tuesday, I did one Thursday, like two or three times a week. Well, that's part of the constructive criticism thing I got from friends was, you know, instead of doing a short one ever, you know, two or three times a week, like you should just spend the whole week doing one long one. That's like an hour long or half hour long. And you know, like once I started doing that, where I would do, you know, I do maybe one interview for a half hour. And then the second half of my, you know, podcast for the week, it'd be, you know, me and my two buddies talking about like pop culture topics or whatever. Well, once I started doing that, I could definitely tell people started to listen more. I was getting a lot more positive feedback. And, you know, like my friends were like, yeah, this actually sounds a lot better. So if I could start over, it'd probably be, you know, kind of get my format set in place. So I know what my format is because at the beginning, I was just kind of winging it, to be honest. And now I have more of a format and it just, it seems like things are a lot easier to schedule. Things are a lot easier to plan. You know, if I have someone to interview at some time and it's really makes it a lot easier just to edit the episodes too. Well, and when you have a plan and you're able to be intentional, it, it, it definitely shows, right? It definitely mm-hmm. comes through in the podcast itself. You know, I working for Buzzsprout, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. It's just kind of the sure. nature of the job. And I can always tell who puts in the time to actually do the work ahead of time to like prepare and and have their questions ready and you know interact with their guest and have a good transition and and all that kind of stuff like it's very obvious to me and yeah. and it's always like okay this person clearly put in the time and effort and energy into this episode and so I'm more willing to trust them with my time I'm willing yeah. to listen to the episode because I know that they're not just throwing stuff up and hoping I like it, but they're really putting their heart and soul into it and doing the best that they can. So I feel great about investing in their podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that's my thing too, is, you know, part of the reason why I've spent more time is I've definitely spent a lot more time trying to get like higher quality guests and stuff, because for me personally, like, I feel like I get a lot of value from like the people that are talking to me. Like, I, I feel like I'm a pretty decent guy at asking questions, but you know, getting those answers for like a lot of that stuff that's important that I think people find value in. I just think part of it comes down to the guests and how prepared you are for those interviews too. Do you have any go-to questions when you're doing interviews or things that you like to start with or end with or anything like that? Well, I think a biggest thing I like to talk about, because I like to talk about like, you know, what makes people successful, what motivates people. I've always liked asking a lot of the guests that I bring on that, you know, maybe run a business or whatever they're doing entrepreneurially. I like to ask, ask them, you know, like, what kind of challenges did you have? What did you do to overcome those challenges? And, like, how did they make you a better, you know, better person or better entrepreneur or better at whatever it is you do? I like asking people that, like, how they overcome challenges. Have there been any answers to that question that have really resonated with you or stuck with you or, or shifted the way that you think about something? Yeah, and... Yeah, because when I like I talked about earlier, um, that David Meltzer, that CEO of uh, Sports One Marketing, you know, the the coolest thing I liked, and that's kind of where I took my philosophy from him, is you know, any and we talked about earlier with failure, like any time a failure happens, like he's like, don't see that as a setback, like see that as like a setup, like so anytime you fail at something, he's like, that's always an opportunity for something better that's going to come along. So when he talked to me about that, that was definitely. That was definitely one of those moments. I was like, wow, that, that kind of changes my mindset on what it's like if you fail at something. Yeah, no, that's really cool because I know I can look back at my life and, and look at certain inflection points, if you will, where it was like mm-hmm. my mindset was drastically shifted by an encounter or a conversation I had with someone. And yeah. the fact that you can basically create those moments by interviewing people is is really awesome. Yeah, and you know... it. I think it'd almost be even magnified more if like a lot of these interviews I was doing was in person face to face with somebody. So like I said, with my goals of what I'm doing, I would really like to do face to face, you know, sit down interviews. But, you know, for me personally, Travis, I live in the middle of nowhere in Iowa. I'm definitely not in the destination spot in the United States by any means. But I think someday, hopefully, if I could ever, you know, get a studio or something, maybe I could get people to come, come, maybe come down to old Iowa and, you know, have a chit chat with me. Jeff, it's been great uh, chatting podcasting with you. I've had a blast. Um, I love ending our podcasts on a fun note. And so so you can take this last question however you want to. Okay. Totally up to you. But if you had a time machine where you could go back in time to the day before you launched your first episode and you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to yourself? Listen to friends and family on feedback. Because like I said, feedback is pretty much everything. If you enjoy learning about sports betting, investing, and business in general, make sure to go and check out Take the Over, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish you could be featured on a future episode of Podcasting in Real Life? Well, you can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes to submit your application. And if today's episode inspired you or resonated with you, we would love to hear from you. All you have to do is leave a review in Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought and will also help us reach more podcasters just like you. That is it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.